0: One more try. All right, this I say what? What? This side say elevando. No? Okay. All right, we won't, we won't be multicultural today, but welcome to Elevate, right? We are finishing our True Love Wait Sermon series today, and I'm excited for that. How many of you have ever been a part of our purity ceremonies in the past? Just give a hand, hand raise, okay? A few of you, right? So, for some of you that don't know what we're doing tonight, We've gone over the last three weeks just uh, basically exploring what it means to date from a biblical stand- like point of view, right? What does it mean for a Christian in today's age, you know, to pursue a godly relationship? What does it mean uh, for us to know what true love is, right? And that's kind of what we've been talking about the last three weeks. We talked about how to live as a single person. We talked about how, what it means when people come together. We talked about what it means to be equally yoked when two believers of the same mindset, they decide to join together to serve Jesus. We learned about these important things. Today, we're simply going to keep it simple. We're going to talk about true love. Everybody say true love. Right? How many of you have ever been in love before? Right? Amen. Some of you don't want to raise your hands because you see your parents here. You're like, oh, oh. They can't, they can't know about that person, Right? No, no, I'm just kidding. Y'all, y'all, honest with your parents, and you gotta respect that. Now, for me, growing up, I learned a lot. Like, learned a lot about love the wrong way from a lot of my friends, from a lot of my family, uh, a lot of my uh, people that I looked up to, music and songs and movies. Right? How many of you like rom-coms up in here? Come on, that means like romantic, romantic comedies. That's a little old school. You know what I'm saying? That's like Will Smith era. That's like uh, Ben Stiller and I'm saying that's like old people stuff, right? Like me kind of stuff, right? No, but how many of you like love songs? Right? Yeah, how many of you bump some love songs? That's okay. Okay, now how many of you like military movies? Those are love movies. Those are love movies. You don't you don't understand. We're gonna get a little bit of that that's a love movie. When I when I seen Saving Private Ryan for the first time, I I cried, right? Or at least I felt like crying. It was that that manly tear that. That one drop, you know, and then you suck it back up, right? And then Forrest Gump, right? How many of you have seen Forrest? Dude, that's, a, that's a love movie, right? Now, a lot of us, we have ideas of love based off what we see, based off, you know, maybe our experiences, but I want you guys to know what love is according to the Word of God. Everybody say true love. Let's go to 1 John chapter 4, verse 10. Everybody say, this is love. Say, this is Love but say it like you're singing. This is love. All right. All right. Awesome. I just want to see if y'all were singing. All right. So this is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. The Bible is not painting a romantic picture here like we would picture it, but the Bible's giving given us the best definition of love. See, a lot of us, we think love has to do with an attraction. We see somebody We really like how they look, man. I think I'm in love, right? Anybody ever heard of the saying "love at first sight"? We think that is love, right? Some of us think maybe it's when someone does something, you know. Maybe when someone it's it's when someone does something that we appreciate, you know, that we like, that we admire, you know. Like I love the way, uh, you know, like someone you know, shoots a basketball, right? Like for me, I'm a basketball fan, right? And I love basketball, right? Love basketball. So I'm thinking, I'm kind of obsessed with it. So that's, that's kind of love, when you're obsessed with something. But this is what the Bible says love is. It's not that we love God, but that he loved us. Everybody say, he loved us. So this is the point of the Bible we have to understand, is that we, right, there is nothing that attracts God to man. You have to understand that nothing that attracts God to man. So when God looks upon the world, the Bible says God looks at the world and he sees no one, not one person that is good. For all have fallen short of the glory of God. So it's not like God is looking at everybody and be like, hmm, this person, man, this is a nice-looking person, man. I want to make this person a believer. Or this person, don't really like their attitude. They can stay out of this, you know? God is not looking at people and picking and choosing based off what they look, their attraction, their talents, their gifts. You see, God sees us, and he sees us for what we are, not what we present to others. See, a lot of times in this world, we want to give off the the best first impression. We want people to see our good side in pictures. We really want people to fall in love with what we think we are and what we want them to know about us. So a lot of times we hide who we are. We pretend we're someone else so that people might love us. See, that's the opposite with God. God knows us for who we really are, our deepest secrets, the things that we don't want anyone to know, the things that we try to hide. God sees it. God sees it. He can name it. Yet it says that it's not that we love God, but that he loved us. See, the whole point of this purity ceremony is this, that everyone without Christ is impure. Everyone is impure. Everyone has gone their own way. From the womb, we are doomed to be sinners without Christ. But God, he loved us. And in his love, right, he sent his son Jesus. See Jesus is the only pure one. He's the only one that did it right. He's the only one that if you looked in in him, right, you wouldn't see an impure thing. There's no secret, there's no darkness in him. See Jesus is good. But yet Jesus died for those who aren't good. The pure died for the impure. And that's the whole point of the gospel is that we, no matter if we're from church, no matter how many times we pray, no matter how many times we try to present ourselves as this good, awesome person, without Christ, we're nothing. But God loved us. And when Jesus died for our sins, he paid the price that we couldn't pay. He paid the price that we needed to pay. The impurity that we had, that we were living in, right? The lies that we told people, the stuff we would look at, the things we did with other people, those things just solidified what we already were, impure. But God loved us and he sent Jesus to take away that from us and give us purity. And so since this continues on, since God loved us, we ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. Say, no one has seen God. But if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. You see, I can't, I can't see God. That's the truth. But what I can see are all of you. What you. You can't see God, but what you can see is your neighbor. You can see your mother. You can see your father. You can see your brother, your sister, your classmates. You can see your friends. And the Bible says this. That when you love one another, God's love now is complete in that. See, a lot of people, they think, well, I believe in Jesus. But they don't love anybody. They don't love anybody. And and isn't the point that that we didn't deserve God's love to begin with? We didn't deserve God's love. You know, no matter how good you sing, no matter how good you, uh, you you do your makeup, no matter how good you play a sport, no matter how smart you are, No matter how how well you think you are, you are not deserving of this love. However, since you've given it, you've been given it, you better give it out. And this is how we know that we live in him and him in us, he has given us his spirit. And we have seen and testified that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. And if anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the son of God, God lives in them. And they in God. And so we know and rely on the love that God has given us or God has for us. So since we've been given this love, everybody say since we've been given, we have to give it out because we acknowledge, we acknowledge that Jesus is God. We admit it, right? We've, we've admit it. We say, yeah, Jesus is the son of God. Jesus did die for my sins. The spirit does live in me. God does live in me. Well, if God does live in you, then he must rule over you then he must actually lead you. Then the one one who's actually telling you to love is the one that's given you this love. So you can't just withhold it. You can't just say, well, I'm not going to love this person. Well, I'm not just going to love that person. Well, I'm just not going to obey God here. I'm not going to obey God there. No, because since God lives in you, right? God, this is God, the creator of the universe. Since he lives in you, then that means his love lives in you. And because his love lives in you. We understand this truth right here. A lot of people, they've tried to define love, right? Some of us say sex is love, right? You know, I'm, I'm doing uh, kind of like a, a debate thing in, in my school, and I'm letting people kind of like be open what they think about God and what they think about, you know, his word. And a lot of people, when it comes to this, the, the, the scenario of homosexuality or sex outside of marriage, one thing that is always said is you got to let people love how they want to love or let love people love who they want to love and the thing is what is love who's defining love we just got a definition of love and I think the person who wrote this that God used to write this he's going to make it more clear on what God, what love is or who love is it says right here God is love everybody say God is love so no matter how you try to define what love is right point to a movie you point to experience you point to maybe a couple that you've seen in your life maybe you point to this feeling that you have when you see your crush walk by and you say man i love them right the bible makes it very clear god is love god is love and whoever lives in uh, whoever loves whoever lives in love lives in god and god in them so this is this is it today right you guys have to get this understanding If we can go to 1 John 2 verse 15, what a lot of us have done is we've defined what love is ourselves. We've taken Jesus out of love. We've taken God out of love. We've taken the word and what it says out of love, and we've defined it. We've made it just being attracted to someone, having sex with people. We've done all these things. We've made love impure. And what we've done is we've decided to love the world and not love God. We've decided to say, I love the world and I love God. Yeah, I love these things that God doesn't love, but I can love that and love God at the same time, right? But this is what it says, do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone, anyone, that means anyone, the Pope, your mom, your dad, you, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, if anyone loves the world, the love for the Father is not in them. I don't care if they call themselves a Christian. I don't care if they call themselves a leader. I don't care if it's a pastor. I don't care if it's the person preaching right here. If I say something, that I love something that's not of God, that means the Father's not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes from the Father, Uh, comes not from the Father, but from the world. So we have to understand this. Everything that people people are saying, love is, that does not come from God. When people are telling you, hey, 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 well, let them love each other. well, So what? That's not bothering you. Love is love, right? That's not from God. When people try to convince you, right? Let's say you're dating someone. They try to convince you to to sleep with them, to have sex with them, and they tell you all these things that they love you. You got to understand, that's not from God. When your friends, when they try to convince you to disobey God. I had friends growing up in high school. They would try to convince me to steal. Right? They would try to convince me to have all these good times with them to disobey God, and they, they thought we loved each other in that sense, right? But that wasn't from God. You see, the love of the world cannot coexist with the love of God. The love of the world can never dwell in the same place. That means it can never live in the same place that God lives in. So if you have the love of the world in you, there's no way. No matter how much you say with your mouth that you love God, no matter how many times you pray at these altars, no matter how many times you go to church, if you have the love of the world in you, you don't have the love of God in you at all. That's what it's saying here. So we have to understand that. We have to be honest with ourselves. We have to fully admit, okay, yes, Jesus is the son of God. And I do have some things that aren't supposed to to be in me that are in me and i need god right the one who sent jesus to save me from that we have to admit that we have to admit that and many of us are saying man i've admitted that so much i've tried my best i've done this i've done that i've prayed I, i've i've read my bible i've done all these things and here's the issue a lot of times it's not what you do it's what you love it's not what you do, it's what you love. It's not the fact that you got to stop doing X, Y, and Z, and that's the problem. It's the fact that you have a love issue. You love to do X, Y, and Z. You love your sin. That's the issue. If you love your sin, then of course you're going to continue to sin. Well, I remember the day that I realized that. I was, in, I was doing our discipleship program, for some of you that don't know, 101, Right? And I had just finished meeting with my mentor, and I remember us talking about, and me figuring out about what freedom and grace and the love of God for the first time, and I went home and I actually did something, like watch pornography. I watched pornography. And I remember watching, and after finishing, like, why am I doing this? And then I realized, I'm like, I actually love this. I love my sin. It's not the fact that I keep doing it that's the problem. It's the fact that I love what I'm doing. And at that point, God put a sickening in my heart, a conviction to say, man, I'm not going to love this anymore. And some of you have to get to that point where you understand that your, your lies, the impurities that you live with, uh, uh, and some people, I mean, have, have done things that they've, they've tried to hide, but they really love it, right? People have done things like cheating on their wives, cheating on their husbands, right? Some people have done things like lying to the ones they love so they can get away with something they did wrong. And it's it's this is the problem. They love that. So today, if you're in this place and you love your sin, right? This is this is a calling to you to come out of that to repent, right? If I can have uh, Daryl come up, please, and uh, the altar workers. We're about to get into our purity ceremony, but I, I want us all to, if you guys can all stand up, please. I want us all to think about that, right? We're about to pledge ourselves, in a sense, right? We're about to make a declaration that today, right. We're going to live pure. And some of you have come in this place, and you're like, well, I've already messed up. I've, I've had sex outside of marriage, or, you know, I've already done things with my boyfriend or girlfriend, and I feel guilty. I have a guilty conscience. I've watched things online. Listen, I want to tell you right now, I remember when I was 18, I felt the same way. Then God and his love and his mercy just swept that over. You see, when God's love, we have to understand God's love comes into your life, it is greater than sin see God's love is greater than the love of the world when we understand that God's love is great enough to to not only save us but to keep us the Bible says that we have to rely on the love that God gave us it's not just one minute like yeah I know God loves me yeah I know God loves me no if you knew God's God loved you if you knew God loved you you wouldn't love other things if you knew God loved you you wouldn't love the world if you knew God loved you, you, you wouldn't watch pornography. You wouldn't have sex outside of marriage. You wouldn't look at all these things, lust after girls, lust after guys, because the lust of the flesh and all that stuff, it'll pass away. But the one who loves God and he lives in him, right, you'll live forever. You'll have eternal life. That's what we have to figure out today is that do you want to have God live in you and the world be out of you? You have to make that decision today, right? God has given you a choice. You can either be obedient and say, yes, yes, God, I, kn- I know you love me, and I receive this love, or you can say, God, I know you love me, but I reject it. I love these things more. It's that simple. That's the decision you have to make today. So um, as Kath... Yeah, we're not having an altar call, but as you guys make the purity ceremony, right, and you put on your rings, if you guys if you guys don't have rings... Um, it's already taken care of. Already taken care of, okay. Yeah, if you... As you guys make this decision, right, think about this message and really make the decision in a resolved way. That means you're absolutely sure, right? You're you're saying, man, right now, I'm not going to live for the world. I'm going to live for God and make the decision that way.
1: Amen. So you guys are welcome to come up to the altar, all the youth, please. We're about to begin our annual purity ceremony and I want to welcome you guys all up. Come on up. It is a blessing to be here with you guys to take this step together. As you guys join me at the altar, I want to take some time to share my heart, right? To share with you guys what the Bible tells us about love and purity and what this moment is about, right? It's not just about the pizza and the snacks and the strawberries and all the fun pictures that we're going to take and all the fun things, right? But it is about taking a stance tonight you're taking a stance against the lies of the of the world you're taking a stance against what they have aimed to do right redefine love love now according to the world is anything and everything it could be an adult and a child it could be two men two women it could be anything and everything and so we take the stance against the lies of the of the world and we say love is god right love is waiting love is sharing that moment with your spouse when you grow up The world will tell you that there is no perfect love, right? Everybody makes mistakes. They're going to let you down. You're going to be heartbroken. It's not worth it. Why wait? Why do any of this, right? But we know that perfect love is Jesus. We know that perfect love was God wrapped in human flesh when he came down. We know that perfect love reached out to the prisoner and said, you are my brother reached out, set them free, redeemed them. We know that perfect love came down on the cross, extended his arms, and died for each and every one of us. So we know perfect love in him. We don't have to live according to the world. We don't have to give ourselves away. You can live pure, and you don't have to do it alone. The Bible gives us a perfect guide in Psalms 119. It says, how can a young person stay on the path of Purity by living according to your word. It is that simple. If you live according to the word of God, you will remain pure. If you don't, then you won't remain pure, right? And that is not what we are gonna do tonight. We're going to live according to the word of God. We're going to take this time to celebrate. Some of you guys are joining us for the first time. Others are coming to commemorate this moment. And we want to walk with you as you live pure, as you walk in your path to the Lord, as you grow, as you go to school, as you go to live groups, as you go on about your life. We want to walk with you. We want to tell you that it is possible as you walk with God. At this time, we want to welcome any parent that is here. Come on up, join your child. And we're going to begin with our scripture reading and prayer for each and every youth. This moment is going to symbolize the commitment that you guys have made. And if during this time you have not lived up to that commitment, then this is your chance to redeem yourself. This is your chance to say, Lord, I have not done it, but I want to moving forward. This is a time to step forward and say, I want to live holy, Jesus. I want to live according to your word. We're going to go ahead and begin with our scripture reading right on top at the count of three. One, two, three. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. But set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity amen at this time we're going to go ahead and take time to pray parents you can pray over your children and we'll have our deacons and elders go around and pray for each and every one of you guys Lord, we thank you for this time, God. We thank you for each and every youth that has taken this moment, Lord, to step against the lies of the world, God. We thank you because we know that you have great plans for them. We know that you will honor their commitment, Jesus. I thank you because I believe that Evie can live pure. I believe that she doesn't have to conform to the lies of the world, Lord Jesus, that she can wait until marriage, God, that she can live according to your word, that your plans exceed the plans of this world over her, Lord Jesus. We thank you for each and every child, God. We thank you for Olivia, Lord. Lord Jesus for the great plans that you have over her life we thank you because she is not bound by the lies of the world she is free Lord Jesus and your plans for her life are great and they exceed what the world has said is love Jesus we know that she has found her love in you Jesus and there is nothing in this world that will hurt her there is nothing in this world that will keep her from living according to your word God We thank you for all the youth, Lord Jesus, taking this time, Lord, to live according to your word, God. The world will tell them otherwise, Lord, but we stand on your word, Jesus. We say you have come down in perfect love, Lord Jesus. You have conquered sin, Jesus. We believe that it does not have a hold over any of these youth, God. We believe that they can live holy, God, that your grace and your peace and your redemption surrounds them, Jesus thank you, Lord Jesus, for this moment, God. We believe that chains will be broken tonight, God, that these youth will be able to commit, Lord, and not only commit, but walk that commitment, Jesus. There are great things happening in this moment, Lord, and we pray that your spirit will continue to move, God. It will not just be a ceremony. It will not just be rings and a word, God, but there are chains broken in their lives. There's a hold breaking in each and every one of their lives, Jesus. We thank you, God, for these youth. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for this youth, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We worship you, God. We thank you, Jesus. I'm gonna Praise see the Lord. go back. you're not standing alone when you're raising up your children you're not raising them alone you may be a single father you may be a single mother you may have your husband with you and you're raising them together but even then you two are not doing it alone you are going to see a victory because you're doing it with jesus yes lord we want to thank you all for joining us tonight If you are waiting to get prayer, continue to get prayer. If you want to hang out and worship a little longer, you're welcome to hang out and worship. If you are done and you've received prayer, you're welcome to join us in the foyer for refreshments. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We pray that each and every youth in here, every parent, God, that you will give them the strength, the guidance, and everything that they need to live holy, God, to live pure, to live according to your word, Lord. May you strengthen them, guide them, Lord, and bless each and every one of them, Jesus. In your name we pray, amen.